something uh, I have on my bucket list, which I must strike off eventually, is uh, a skydive. Uh, I think it would be really interesting to get into a plane and fly up to, I think it's about 12,000 12, feet, and then jump out, uh, preferably with a parachute. I think it would be, it must be just a great experience, this, this feeling of just like wind rushing through your flowing locks and as you hit 120 miles an hour, going straight down. And, uh, you know, the things below slowly, slowly, slowly getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, it must be just a, a great feeling. And yet it's always, I think, I think this is part of the attraction to it as well. Uh, there's, there's a feeling of exhilaration and there's partly uh, a profound feeling of fear, I would imagine as well, especially at the moment when you're about to jump and you're looking out going, am I out of my tiny mind? Like, you know, just that moment must be very, very fearful. And once you're out, you're out. It's done now, like, I mean. But, but when, when, you, when you have to jump, uh, that must be, uh, that's where I think the professionals are there to give you a nice little encouragement. Um, but it must be quite, quite uh, frightening at that, at that particular point. It can happen in, in our own lives that we can feel like we're in free fall. Uh, it, it can especially happen if our family background is, is complicated or difficult or, or disunited because uh, ordinarily our, our, our lives are built on, on, on a couple of kind of solid points, a kind of a solid kind of a foundation where we know this is what I can return to. So I can kind of wander around and go for little adventures, but I always have a place I can come back to, a solid kind of a dependable place, otherwise known as family. And maybe if, if family fell short of the mark for whatever reason, uh, abuse or violence or neglect or addiction, there might have been a, a good friend, an uncle, a, a grandparent, uh, whoever it may be, a neighbour, uh, who, who was able to provide that kind of solidity and dependability and kind of foundation that maybe lacked in our family. But without that, your, your whole life can very quickly feel like you're in free fall. Uh, you often see it with, with young people who have uh, difficult backgrounds and they get into a relationship at 16, 17, 18 and even when the relationship breaks up they have nothing, they completely fall apart. Do you know, they're 17 years of age, girlfriend breaks it off and they go suicidal because there's, there's, there's no foundation, there's nothing to go back to, nothing to return to. They feel like they're in free fall and there's just nothing to grab onto, there's just nothing there, there's no, they're just falling and falling and falling and don't know where they're, they're, they're going to end up and it just feels like there's bottomless pit just swallowing them and I imagine in this uh, gospel of today we're hearing everything kind of spiral out of control and I can imagine like for Our Lady looking on as well she would have heard and seen the joy and jubilation of the people welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem so there's palms and the, the, the donkey carrying him in and the cloaks going on, on the ground before him and the great adulation and, you know, hosannas and hosannas and singing and, you know, our, the, the, he is the saviour, he's the messiah, he's going to free us maybe from Roman occupation. That was maybe how they understood him. So this was how, it was, it was great, but like Jesus knew that this wasn't going to last long. Uh, and the apostles was, well, they would, have, they would have heard what people were saying and what you know, the scribes and Pharisees, they were making no secret of the fact that uh, they did not like Jesus. This was, this was quite apparent right from the beginning of his teaching. You know, it was quite obvious that the most powerful people at the time didn't like Jesus. Roman authorities uh, and the, the, the scribes and the Pharisees. So 
there would have been this great joy and at the same time the more kind of people see what's going on here the greater the danger right because now 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 it's public now everyone knows who this jesus guy is uh, and the authorities don't like him so you could imagine this kind of growing fear and now we've got the moment of the betrayal which we'll be hearing uh you know spy wins you know tomorrow as well this this awful just gut-wrenching moment when Jesus is betrayed by one of his own and then it feels like the whole plan it feels like it looks like the whole thing is spiraling out of control in free fall like Jesus came to do good he came to heal and teach he's only three years only three we're here in holy family five years already feels like it's been it's, it's been so so quick it's been it's been the wink of an eye but that's this is five years he had three years of preaching and now already there's a mounting dark cloud of evil coming to take him over coming to take him down it's 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 very beautifully written by by john after judas takes a bit of dipped bread from jesus what you, Jesus says to him, what you have to do, do quickly. And so they thought he meant either buy what we need for the festivities or give some money to the poor. As soon as Jesus, Judas had taken the piece of bread, he went out. Night had fallen. Not just absence of the sun, but absence of, absence of grace, absence of unity with God. The, 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 the night, a night in the heart, a night in the soul evil evil had entered and we could just as i say imagine our, our our lady as well like who who would have been very perceptive having such a pure soul to be very perceptive to to evil to sin and to the bad intentions of people and this, this would have been growing you know you just feel there's something wrong there's something wrong there's just such a a heaviness like and this is all going to kick off then in, in a very unfortunate and dramatic way after the last supper the first holy mass so it feels like we're in free fall but the lord knows that it must be so so even in that even in this there still is a plan in fact this is the plan this is actually how the plan is supposed to go it's 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 not pleasant but the Lord in his divine wisdom knows that this is, this is the way. This is what has been prepared. This is what has been prophesied. This is what must be done. It's, it's not, again, it's not, it, it's, not, it's not an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination, my goodness. Especially when you know what's coming. When you know, you know what you're going to go through. We were talking yesterday about, about good and bad dentists at the table, you know. And... Uh, the ones I don't particularly like are the ones who show you the syringe and say, excuse me now, sir, this is going to hurt a little, right? And then you're like, you know, you're sitting there, with your, you're all tense, and then they go, and then you feel the, the, the needle just perforate the skin. It's, you know, really, really unpleasant. Whereas the good dentists are the ones who kind of catch your jaw and go, so anybody going anywhere nice for the summer? No, anybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great, yeah. Okay, that's, that's injected. So, and you're like, that's amazing. <laughs> Because they're able to kind of, you know, it's, when you know it's coming, it's so much harder because your focus is on, I can just feel this cold steel going into my gum. 
Uh, whereas when they distract you, you know, you just, it just kind of happens and it's over. But Jesus knew this was coming. Like, he knows it's coming. You know it's coming. It's like you know you're going to get a hit. You know you're going to get 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 hit. It's worse. It's worse. So he has all of this the divine knowledge of, of what's coming. It just must have been, just, my goodness, such a weight inside of him. And now he's with the apostles, like, and you know, you're trying to be kind of joyful and supportive for their sake. But our, our gospel starts while at supper with his disciples. Jesus was troubled in spirit. Like this is, oh, this is just so so hard it's coming so and then like to know you're going to be betrayed by your own to know that even peter you know with all of his enthusiasm great guy like you know but kind of maybe spoke before he would think and has the best of intentions you know even you peter even you will deny me and the rest of you will leave too you know like just as i say you feel like you're in free fall so what's the the, the hope in all of this We may feel like we're in free fall, but, but we're not. Not only do we have a parachute, everything that's happening, you know, no matter what height you jump out of, we're always in God. When we have been baptized and we've been taken into the Lord's mystical body, so we're, we're in God. God is in us. This is his desire for us. So we're not just free falling with nothing to grab onto. We're falling, we're, we're already in him. We're already in him. As long as we don't commit mortal sin, we remain in him. So even though we may be kind of falling from one point to the other, whatever, we're always in God. Now, I don't know if I'd be thinking that when I jump out of a plane, but, but I think in, in our lives, when things start to, to feel like they're spiraling out of control, you say, Lord, you are my stronghold. You are my fortress. You are the, you create the ground I stand on. You are the dependable one. You are my my parachute, not very biblical language, they didn't exist back in the day, uh, but like you are my safety. You are the one who, who will carry me. You are the one who will catch me. I trust in you. I trust in you. And so Jesus goes through all of this, even that, that particularly dark moment on the cross where he doesn't feel the Father's presence anymore. He doesn't feel the presence of his divine Father. He's even deprived of that on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he dies. And then he rises. The story doesn't finish with death. And so he falls as such, but he's caught. He's caught by the Father. So in our own lives and in our own experiences, when we have these, these free-fall moments or experiences where we just feel like, Jenny, what do I, like, what do I hold on to? You know, if, if someone you care for very much or uh, a husband or a wife dies, it can just feel like just, there's just nothing. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. In virtue of your baptism and confirmation, you are, you are in God. And he's our origin and our destination. He, he guides us along the way. He's, as we'll be hearing over Easter, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You know, all things are in him. So we are in him. He is what we grab onto. If we ever feel like we're, we're in free fall, we grab onto the Lord. And then even if we're falling and we're looking at him, we, we know we're safe. 
We're never alone. So we ask the good Lord to prepare our hearts for this Easter and to heal in a particular way anyone who feels like they're lost, who feels like they're falling with, with, uh, with just nothing to, to slow them down or nothing to hold on to, no solidity at all. We pray for the healing of hearts and minds. We pray for those who are, have fallen into addiction, for those who have fallen into self-hatred, for those who are grieving, for those who don't know how to get out of this, this rut that they're in. Lord Jesus, be our rock, our shield, and catch us when we fall. Amen.